Welcome into the Ball Bros Podcast. I'm Jake. I'm Sandy. I'm Nick. Some sports and some nonsense. Pass the pigskin. Who loves fantasy football? Mr. Unlimited. Into the Ball Bros Podcast, everybody. We've got another week coming up. Some pretty big news. How y'all feeling? Week four was a hell of a ride. Yeah, week four, we, we got lucky. We didn't come out of it with too many injuries. You know, we had couple big ones we're going to mention here in a little bit but you know overall solid week great matchups i scored 170 in both leagues and went one and one so that's <laughs> wow. fantasy football right there i squeaked two. by in all three of mine <laughs> uh, yeah. actually all four but you guys want to get right into the news or what's going on yeah so the biggest takeaway outside of the actual real life games is javante williams going down the heartbreaker, ACL, yeah. PCL, I believe. So out for I the year, hundred percent. A lot of people drafted him as high as you know, potentially even second round. But most of the time, it was you know around the third round. So very high draft pick. A lot of promise. He had a big part in that offense. Uh, you know, it's just it's tough to see him go down like that. How much does this hurt his dynasty value? Does it hurt it just as much as like a J.K. Dobbins? I'd say so. Yeah, I mean, why not? I do think that hopefully. Maybe this offense gets a little bit better at the end of the year and they start figuring things out. And then, you know, Melvin Gordon will be another year older next year and Javante will still be there. 23. Yeah, maybe not even be there anymore. So maybe if Javante comes back healthy and he can actually be a workhorse there without having to worry about Melvin Gordon, then right. maybe he comes back stronger. But for me, who took him in the third round in our in our redraft league and from going to probably the three best running backs in the league to now yeah. having John Taylor who hasn't done anything and Aaron Jones who's been decent. So I was like I go from probably the strongest three core to now really really struggling. So and speaking of that, like who are we looking to pick up? Like I mean Melvin Gordon, do we think he can uh, be a beast? I, I also like Latavius Murray. That was a good signing. Latavius would be the guy to pick up in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I also heard a lot about Mike Boone. You know, both of them. Mike Boone was already a part of the offense, so I can see them giving him a you know run at it. He's 27 years old. He's not getting any younger. Mm. You know, again, what Latavius Murray? Just because we know all three of those guys are older now. Yeah, Latavius Murray is definitely the touchdown guy. Like they were, they brought up a stat where you know he doesn't even play a ton. This man is the legacy of I'm going to go on the free agent wire this he is the guy in real life football that'll go from team to team Mm -hmm. well this was the first week that he got any action in the real league and he he went 11 for 57 and then they immediately put him on the practice squad and the Broncos they couldn't have jumped on it any quicker right I mean they were right on it it. and I'm you know like I said from a you know at least a redraft league he has to be one of the top waiver wires he's officially rostered for the rest of the season too so there's not going to be any worry of him going back and forth right they did come out today and say that Melvin Gordon is going to, yeah. quote unquote, obviously be the lead guy. Uh, yeah. If he's fumbling like he did last yeah. week, or he's he had a neck injury too. Yeah, right? I was about to say he kind of played a little banged up anyway. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's it's really not a surprise that they would bring in some extra reinforcements. You know, even if we don't see a guy like Boone play, or we don't see a guy, you know, like Latavius get a huge role. He'll be more impactful. One of those guys will be more impactful than what Melvin Gordon will be able to do on his own. And we'll get to talk about this team a lot more later because they are playing Thursday night as well. Yeah. Any more news we got to get into? Um, well, my Steelers finally went along and, and kicked Trubisky to the door. And Thank God. And here's Kenny Pickett's show. And what did he show us? Trubisky. It was, it was shaky. I will say this. It was a weird start. It was an energized start. 
Um, I think with a full start under his belt, and it's not going to get any easier this week, but yeah. I think having the full game to prepare and be that starter will help him. He looks like he's a uh, you know a, a breath of fresh air, and he looks excited. So I like the opportunity. We'll see how he does, and you know overall moving forward, Trubisky. Backup role for life, I guess. Yep, 10 yeah. to 13, three picks, but he had two tutties on the ground. Yeah, not, like you said, I'm not going to judge him too much on this first week. He had he also had a fumble, lost fumble too, I believe. So four right. total turnovers, which, you know, that hurts. But the offense just isn't there yet. It's not going to be there this whole year. This schedule is brutal. Yeah. And I'm look, at, look at this schedule. At Buffalo, Buccaneers, at Miami, at the Eagles – Saints, Bengals, like that's a brutal six games. All I hear is either tragedy or a storybook ending. I, I don't see the storybook. I think they win. They're <laughs> lucky to win two of the next six. Oh, yeah. That's definitely the realistic take on it. You know, if this man comes out and balls, it gives Pittsburgh a chance. The defense will normally do their part, but they're banged up all together. That Steelers yeah, defense and offense, you know, with just not there yet it'll take them some time for sure yeah but, there's nobody on the offense we're excited about playing right anybody yeah. george pickens I maybe mean, pickens I, he's a little bit better but i still don't think you can start him yet i mean no. unless in dynasty like deeply in, in a dynasty you're loving that because you yeah. want to see him get more custom and i don't it wouldn't doubt me at all if george pickens ends up being the popular target for Pickett. six for 102 yeah he looks he looks like they maybe have a little bit of a connection already and That's great you know Picking a picket, I think that's something that, like you said, it brings a little bit of a little bit of life to it. But I still, I still think this year maybe hold off on on Steelers offense. Exactly. Well, is there any more news we need to get into? Or do you guys want to start talking about the best players of the week? I would. Let's get into our yeah. best players of the week. Yeah, honestly, screw the screw the injuries. <laughs> well, uh, Sandy, who is your first guy? Who's somebody who balled out for you? Man, this guy, we've been talking about it. We've been waiting on it. Austin Eckler, three touchdowns. We, he's been with the narrative all season. He hasn't scored a touchdown yeah. after scoring 20 last year. What does he do? And I call that. We all knew it going into it. This would be the week that Austin Eckler would find himself. He was and my start of the week. Exactly. Like I knew he was about to – like Houston is giving up the most rushing points to running backs, and so we knew it was going to be a monster game. and. Obviously, you Ooh. knew you were going to start him. Yeah. But it was just one of those things we 100% felt confidence in that, and he, he lived up to it. And he definitely looks like he's back on track. And know. he gets to play Cleveland this week, mm. and Cleveland gave up a lot of fantasy points to Atlanta's running backs last right. week. Very so, true. Eckler's just – if you didn't get him before last week, if you didn't trade for him, I think that window is closed now, right? Yeah, because it's oh, like yeah. he kind of started off like 11 and then 18. I don't want to say I was worried about him, but now he's number three overall running back right now. So he's yeah, been the only one. one. he's been the only running back that's been double-digit points every week. Uh, Derrick Henry Saquon. would be close. He Saquon. started short, but Derrick Henry's been another guy that's you know stepped up. Saquon and Chubb, those are the only Chubb. guys. Okay, yeah. Chubb has been amazing. Yeah, Chubb's been really solid. But yeah, no, I love Austin Eckler. He showed himself this week. Yep, got back on track. I think we'll hopefully continue to see big things from him. You got a running back in mind, Jack? Yeah, I'm gonna go uh, Miles Sanders. Hmm. Another big play. I've just never been big on these Philly running backs, especially going into the year. But I think for the people that got Sanders and like that, 
in the running back dead zone. So you probably got him in like the fourth or sixth round. Drew got him in the ninth round. Oh my gosh. Okay. So yeah, the ninth. That That's insane. Yeah, so he, that is. It's because people disrespected him. He didn't yeah. even get a touchdown. He last just year. has right, to get the right. volume, I think. Because I mean, you look at Week One against Detroit. Yeah, you can look at that game. Detroit's defense is terrible. Mm. You know, so ninety-six yards that Week One touchdown. He had some, you know, a couple middle weeks, but look at the attempts. He was still getting over fifteen attempts in those games. Right. That's the number that matters, and right. he's still as efficient as ever. I mean, he came into the league right after Saquon, so the Penn State running backs had a pretty good run there. This is one of the most efficient running backs in the league. The only issue is Jalen Hurts getting rushing scores. Yeah, and that's what's been holding me back from it. And I think this week it was it was a slop fest yeah. out there. Mm-hmm. He had to run the ball because of that game script. So I don't think he does this probably again. But maybe it, do you sell high on him now, or do you write, write out maybe his best year to date? I don't see another game on the schedule until maybe week 12 that I'm worried about. And then that's mm-hmm. against Green Bay and Ramondre and Damian Harris look great against Green Bay. So, I mean, considering how good the Eagles look, this might right be a guy out. I might be going after. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, Try maybe to, just write him out. Cause like we said, like this could be his best year in the best offense he's been in. So maybe yep. just write him out for 15 a game. Trade right. Clyde away from Miles maybe, Sanders. I managed yes. to trade yes. Cam Akers for him. Oh, oh, absolutely. No one's going to – who's going to take I, that? I'm saying I managed to do that. Oh, well, thank God. Not this week. <laughs> before the season started. Okay. Like, All right, wonderful. Okay. That's that's still a good trade. Nick, who's yours? First guy I want to talk about is Jared Goff. We've been talking about the Lions all season. We, you, everybody knows that we're all low-key Lions fans mm-hmm. over here. But, I mean, Jared Goff <laughs> in terms of fantasy, 15 points, 26, 14. Nothing, you know, substantially out of this world. You know, he had the Amon Raw thing going on. Amon Raw is going to get all the run after catch. This week, 34 fantasy points. He goes four touchdowns, 378 against Seattle. The defense looks terrible. Mm. This is only going to continue almost every week for the foreseeable future, in my opinion. Right. Maybe not 34 points, but. Yeah, I mean, he's quarterback five right now. Exactly. Like, in this offense, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit later, but. It looks explosive. Mm-hmm. They should be getting a couple of big pieces coming up, you know, that's going to make it even better. Like, Goff, did you know? I saw a stat today. He is one of – he. so out of the NFL's top 20 highest scoring games, Goff has been the quarterback of three, three in those. Yeah, and say. everyone talks about how bad he was and how he was the one holding back the Rams. I mean, he still took that team to a Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, he was uh, – in eight, 2018, he was quarterback six overall, so – be realistic though. The Lions are one and three. Do you still still have the confidence that they can make a playoff? You know, it's no. getting tough. And I, I want to talk about them a little bit later as a team, but yeah, I it's tough. I still think they can do it, but their defense is so bad. It's the worst defense in the league. I think they're going to carry all of us to fantasy championships, right. though. Yeah. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Look at us now. Yeah. <laughs> also, who would have thought the Seattle Seahawks would have done that? Yeah. Ooh, another team we'll talk about later. Yeah. You got a guy in mind on the Seahawks? I do. His uh-huh. name is Rashad Penny, a guy who last minute in uh, our redraft league, I kind of bounced around wherein I got the news that Alvin Kamara was going to be out. And I said, you know what, Rashad Penny, you've been kind of disappointing so far. It's a perfect guy to slide in, though, for Kamara. Right. Yep. Against yeah. Detroit. If you look back at last year, he rushed for 170 yards on Detroit. So. Yep. Yep. Says a lot right there. So now this man has put on over 300 yards in two games against Detroit with two, with multiple touchdowns. So he's, I think he owns them. He had eight yards of rush last week. 
Eight point eight. Eight point eight is is absurd. I mean, look at the season. He had one really bad game against the 49ers where he averaged two and a half yards per carry. But you look at the rest of the games, not a super high number of attempts, but you know, relatively a good amount and He's made great use. He's just not seeing any targets, which will not. That's going to continue. And if right. he doesn't get touchdowns, I mean, it's tough to do him anything else besides a flex. But what's the what's the plan with Rashad now? Yeah, you keep him At strictly New Orleans because he's a brutal game. The nice thing about it is he does play in Seattle quite often, and it's going to rain there quite often. So sure. you know, any time in those games that are coming down to weather related issues, I don't see Geno being able to carry them through all the way by himself. So he should have multiple opportunity opportunities. As the season continues. This is, this is a player I'm looking to trade after a huge game. That's my first reaction I for would. sure. Yeah, I would try to. Even though you are in love with Rashad, and I'll give you that. If you want to ride him on your bench, then that's that could work too. And anytime Kamara misses, because God, that was, that that was brutal. every other week. See, this is where I would be seeking to trade him in, in Dynasty. Definitely. He's 26 years old. As, as much as we may or may not love Ken Walker, which Christian does nick doesn't not a fan <laughs> you know either way he's going to be the running back there in the future and he you know rashad's 26 years old he just had a huge game probably try to get rid of him now for for some decent stuff um because after this year i think his numbers yeah kenneth down. walker's yeah. on a rookie deal in, and rashad's on a one-year deal right now in yeah, a dynasty 100 exactly. this is the time you want to sell rashad penny redraft you might as well keep him because he should yeah, be that guy as it goes yep there are certain players that you can do that with, mm-hmm. and Rashad Penny is one of them. Another guy with a really interesting uh, opinion across the fantasy landscape. Who's your next guy, Jake? Yeah, J.K. Dobbins. He 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 proved me a little bit wrong. I didn't know how good he was going to be coming off this uh, kind of a big injury. Um, and only 50% of the snaps, 13 for 41 with the touchdown, 4 for 4 for 22 yards and touchdown on receptions is big for me. Yep, I I can get behind the. It's kind of like a Clyde Edwards mm. Alaire stat line here, right. which kind of scares me. But right. Cincinnati, the Giants, Cleveland—that's mm. the upcoming schedule. So we'll see for real what he's about. And this is a time where, if you're able to buy him low still, which maybe not after a two touchdown game, but right. who knows? Somebody could still be scared and try to just be getting him off the team. Yeah, I would love to see how the next three games turn out for him. Yeah, and like I, I'm not huge on him going forward for the rest of this year. But in dynasty, like you said, I do think if you haven't already bought him, um, you know, maybe wait after a Cincinnati, New York, and see if maybe he has a a bad showing, and then try to pick him up. Right, that would be ideal. Yep, I agree. I think he's kind of in that same territory as like a Devin Singletary. Mm-hmm. They're just they're going to put about the same amount of numbers on a weekly basis. They might score a touchdown, maybe two if they get absolutely lucky. JK has more opportunities for that, I'll admit. Yeah, I think, he has Jake, more upside. I think uh, 23. JK is better than Devin Singletary. But very similar type of players and what they do. If you have Devin Singletary in Dynasty, you trading him away for JK? No. JK definitely has more value. I will say that. Yeah. Okay. I see where you're at. I see. Yeah. You just love the Bills offense. I do love the Bills offense, just not the running offense of it. Mm. Let me tell you, <laughs> let me tell you about an offense that I thought I would be absolutely in love with this season, but really It's bittersweet. Yeah, it's been weird. It's very hit or miss. The Justin Jefferson led Minnesota Vikings, ten for one forty seven, one rushing touchdown, of course. Thirty one points. He's back. Well, this is the this is a perfect reminder that all wide receivers are inconsistent yeah. from the 
Devontae Adams to the Tyreek Hills, now to the Jeffersons, to the Chases. Chases. All these guys are going to be all over. Unless you're Cooper Cup. That's the one guy we haven't mentioned because, yeah, he's going to see 20 targets every game. But I think we talk about Cooper Cup less than any fantasy podcast ever, (laughs) right? right? We never bring him up. Yeah. You don't even need to talk about him. When you're a triple crown winner, your stats and your work speaks for itself. Mm -hmm. And we're only bringing up Justin Jefferson to really say, continue to ride the wave with these stud wide receivers. Don't get nervous. It doesn't matter. If they're one of the guys who were the elite of the elite and they burn the best of the best corners consistently, keep playing them. Yeah. Match up dependent. This was against Lattimore, who I thought maybe he might – bottle him up a little bit and then what's funny is he had the two disappointing weeks i mean 10 points and then four is really bad he's he's number four overall wide receiver right now oh yeah like that's what's crazy he had two really bad weeks and he's still number four well he's shown you his ceiling and his floor all within four weeks absolutely it's a beautiful roller coaster ride that's amazing that's why you love a guy like him but that is exactly the risk that he carries well, that's kind of uh, leaning into some of the duds of the week. Ugh. Who's your first guy, Sandy? It sounds kind of similar. It's the guy we've been warning you about. Don't buy the hype for more than two weeks. And that hit goes for this man, Amari Cooper. Is there Cleveland always Browns. a two-week rule on Amari now? <sighs> Has to be. It good. rarely is even a two-week rule. Like it, For him to do back-to-back weeks of that was already – right. You know, unheard of. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't look for that. You know, he can put up those type of numbers, like like we said, you know, maybe once, twice a year at most. Unfortunately, I don't think he's peaked. Weird I game. don't think that he'll have another game this bad and this irrelevant. They lost he's this too game good somehow. Jacoby Brissett ran for a touchdown. This was so bizarre yeah, from start to finish. Ridiculous game. It starts with the targets. If, yeah. if they're not able to pass the ball efficiently and get the ball out to a guy like Amari Cooper in open space, it's going to be a rough day. He has to be able to slip free, but there was a number of throws that Brissett just did not put on the money. So rough outing. It wasn't as all Amari Cooper's fault, but he could have done more. Like I said, we talk about Amari Cooper. I think we've talked about him the most of any like non like top five guy this year. Because he's the opposite of Cooper Cup. Yeah. Because we have a hard time believing. Like, he and Allen Robinson have been crucified yeah. on this show. Yeah, but at least so, Amari's popped off twice. Yeah. Allen Robinson and then We had to apologize to Amari, but here we are circling back. <laughs> Who's Allen Robinson? Yeah, I don't, I don't even know who that who? is. Who? Who's the next guy, Jake? Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, a running back, or I'm sorry, a wide receiver here who's been just abysmal, abysmal right now. Gabe Davis. Yeah, like, what's, what's going, going on? on with what's going on with him? Sixty fifth ranked wide receiver on the season. He missed a game, but and he the, in every game he's seen ninety six, ninety eight, and ninety eight snaps, five targets, six targets, and three targets. He has eight receptions on the year for one hundred and thirty eight yards in three games that he played almost the entire game. Like, and he is playing the entire game. It's it's in those terrifying. three he's played the entire game. And in that one game versus Miami where Josh Allen threw the ball how many times? Like 60 times? Yep. He only saw six targets. How do you feel about him next week against Pittsburgh? Are you scared still? Is this one of those guys that you're going to probably have to bench? Maybe a comeback game, but it's like, I don't know. The schedule's really weird coming up too. Pittsburgh at Kansas City, Green Bay. Like That's three weird games in a row that I don't know. Narratively, I would love to play him against Kansas City. Mm. Four touchdowns the last time he saw him. Right. 
Yeah, I don't know. He he's he's really weird right now, and he's starting to scare fantasy owners. He's still young, twenty three years old. Yeah. I think is one of those things. You know, the consistency mm. hasn't been there. Week one, they got him that easy walk in right. touchdown, but outside of that, yeah. it's been a it's been a true struggle. Yep. Maybe it's just him growing into this role and. Hopefully it he develops a little quickly. Yeah, he needs to because right now um, um, Isaiah McKenzie looks better. McKenzie yeah. is better they, right now. And they like feeding him the ball. You know, Stephon Diggs is going to be the bulk of that offense. They finally got Dawson Knox going a little bit more in that game, which that was good to see. But yeah, no, Isaiah McKenzie is honestly stolen the show. Like Gabe Davis had his opportunity week one, he flourished, but then you know him getting banged up and then not being super productive last couple games is really hurt his stock on that team yeah thank god josh allen's able to run the ball because mm. the offense has not looked like uh yeah, not, the offensive old not what we were expecting especially after week one where they came out and just obliterated the rams exactly. like we it's not been what we've expected isaiah mckenzie has three touchdowns right now that's concerning wow. yeah and they, and they were and a couple of those i think that one was for sure a design play that's just real. for him so i only mean that's concerning for gabe davis yeah, for gabe davis that's yeah. concerning let me tell you about something else that's real concerning. One catch, 25 yards for a six foot six, 246 pound athletic alpha freak, Kyle Pitts. We never talk about Kyle Pitts on the show either. First, he hasn't done anything all year. It's disgusting. Second, we just imagine, based on all of his talent, that he's going to be one of those guys who you can plug in your lineup yeah. and feel yeah. like you're going to get a safe 15 just because proof. he's an athlete. We thought we thought he was quarterback proof. I mean, he showed that he was. Like, Besides not getting the touchdowns last year, he still finished as sixth overall tight end as a rookie, right. which is in, it's just unheard of for a rookie tight end. That never happens. In terms of having playable weeks last year, he was near the top of the list in mm-hmm. terms of guys you could just sit it and forget it. You know, Just put him in your lineup and you never have to worry about it. Is it is it this offense is so weird or is it Mariota has no chemistry with him or it's Mariota? I mean, is it the scheme where they're not giving him enough routes? Like, what's going on here? Mariota or Justin Fields right now? Who's who's actually going to complete more passes? Like, that's the kind of that's the range we're looking at. They're both abysmal, and they're both guys who will probably throw about the same number of passes. But yeah, that's the fact that that's the comparison is where we're at right now. And those games are at the bottom. In four games, he's 57 of 98. Mariota is. That means that the ball's not, they're not throwing it enough to begin with. Week one, he had 33 passes. Last week, 19. There's just not enough volume to go around for them to even use Kyle Pitts. Yeah, and what's scary, in the last two games, it was, this the Cleveland game was so weird, so I kind of don't want to count that, but Hey, look at his snap count the last two games, 67 and 62. And I know it was a little bit of script, but but what's going on there? Even if it is yeah. script and they're wanting to to block, like he should be on the field at least blocking. Oh, well, he was blocking a lot week one and two, 84 and 93. Right. We know that that's in his skill set. Yeah. And the eight targets, it feels like a lot of the work mm-hmm. that he put in that five for 87 was super early in the game. And it was almost like, let's get him in the motion. Yeah. Let's get him feeling good. And then nothing. nothing. And then ever since, they haven't used him. It's very bizarre. And... Are you? What are we doing with Kyle Pitts and redraft? Are we trading him away for nothing? Redraft is tough. That's you the can't. situation so many fantasy owners are going through. Is you know, redraft. He honestly, right now, doesn't have hardly any value. He's are you not starting, doing anything. Are you starting Gerald Everett or him for the rest Gerald of the year? Gerald Everett. Every week. Well, you Until know, I, I love Gerald Pitts. Everett. 
I might buy a Gerald That's Everett insane. number seven Chargers jersey. It's so cool looking. I'll, I like Everett too. I've got him in a redraft. Would and I you like him a lot. take a chance? Say Robert Tunyon comes back stronger. Would you even go him? Tunyon had a touchdown this last yeah, week, exactly. so I mean his upside. <laughs> I'd rather have the guy attached to Aaron Rodgers right now. Unfortunately, right. right. Who's the next dud, Sandy? Tony Pollard. Man, I just don't like tech cowboy guys. I guess <laughs> I have Tony Pollard in every single <laughs> league that I'm in. So this was this one hurt to see happen on my bench. One point eight fantasy points. Very very disappointing. Especially you know Washington's got a strong defense. So let's not discredit them. Um, you know they did a fantastic job at slowing down Cooper Rush. But at the end of the day, you know the offense had to muster something. Zeke did his normal bit. Tony Pollard, without those explosive plays, that offense will suffer. Well, I mean, they still won 25 to 10. So it was kind of one of those games mm. where they could just casually give the ball to Zeke 19 for 49 and let Carson Wentz make mistakes. <laughs> that was all the, That's all the game was. It was horrible, horribly uh, boring to watch. Right? Oh, awful. So, yeah, I mean, Tony Pollard. 0.75 rushing yards per attempt is concerning, but mm. then the week before he had eight. So it's like him and, him and A.J. Dillon are in a weird spot right now. Dylan's kind of stepping, taking a step back too, where it's like if they aren't the bell cow back, anything else besides a flex in a deeper league, you can't do it. No, you can't trust these guys on a true week-to-week basis. But Tony Pollard has kind of Zeke-like qualities in terms mm-hmm. of he could get the 70-yard touchdown. Not, you know, there's a handful of guys in the league that are going to legitimately get that shot on a roster. And Tony Pollard's one of those guys. So mm-hmm. you can't cut right, him. Right. Oh, it's no. hard to trade him. No, 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 Because him or Dylan, you can't cut. Because do, do any of us trust Zeke for the rest no. of the no. season? No. Would you rather have Zeke or Pollard? That's tough. Because, I mean, I probably would say Pollard just because for fantasy potential, Zeke's going to be your floor guy. He's going to get you the same numbers every week. He might get it. He might get a touchdown in there. So his numbers look a little bit better. Zeke has had but, 10, 14, 5, and 5. Yep, and what's Pollard besides this week? He had a game with 19. He did 19 and then 10. Four, 19, then 10, four. and 1. They're kind of flip-flopped each other. Yeah. That's the problem. It's like one's going to have the week and the other one's not. So, And eventually, here's the thing that's nice about having a Tony Pollard. When Zeke goes down, nobody's coming in and poaching yeah, anything right. from Tony Pollard. And that's what I love about guys. like. That's why I like those like those three or four, like Madison, Hunt, Hunt, A.J. Dillon, Tony Pollard. Stevenson, is he in that? Well, Stevenson may even be the Stevenson starter might now. be a starter now, but like like those mm-hmm. four, you could throw five in there that you know there is no – like they're not going to bring Latavius Murray in if Madison's there or if Pollard's exactly. there. You know, so it's like those – you're yeah, comfortable in having those guys, but right now they're probably on your bench. If you're Pittsburgh, do you go anybody other than Jalen Warren? I love Warren. Oh, I like Warren, Warren. I picked Warren him up in Dynasty. Juice. I, I love like him. him. They just their really offensive good. lines get better there, but – yeah. I don't think you can set Najee, but it's it's getting concerning. No. Besides week one, speaking of Jalen Warren, three and a half yards of carry, but he had a big play in that game that yeah. got called back. Yep. Seven and a half and then six yards of carry ever since. And I like Jalen Warren. He looks, he looks pretty good. I picked him up in Dynasty. So. He's that same type of combo where you're going to have your bruiser and pretend you're going to have your explosive guy. Thunder and lightning. Yep. Pollard right now, he's a risky guy, but he, I don't believe this is long term. I do love Pollard yeah. enough. He'll be on my start of the week, you know, anytime, you know, at any point in the year. But this was just a bad week. I don't think any of these running backs on this team had a good week, but who's your next guy, Jake? This one's gross, but James Robinson came back down to earth. But this was just a weird game, but, I mean, 1.9 fantasy points, 8 for 29, zero targets, 
47 snaps, got out snapped by NTN. Yeah, first time this season. This was a weird game, too, because you think he would have been a little bit more utilized considering the conditions and the way that the game right. was being played. You know, they still stuck to the air. Trevor Lawrence has been surprisingly good with that team. It's and been fun. You know, maybe not coming out with MVP numbers, but they're a decent passing offense with the running game when it's going is one of the better-looking running games in the league. The weirdest thing about the game was the Jamal Agnew two touchdowns. Yeah, that was weird. And that one I thought was NTN when I saw that route run out of the, the goal back. line. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was NTN. I was like, oh, he got it, finally got his touchdown. And I was like, who? who? Agnew? Like, who is this guy? Exactly. I mean... How confident are you in starting James Robinson for the rest of the year? Pretty confident, right? Still Next week, yeah. pretty Houston. confident. Yeah, Redraft Houston, for yeah. Sure. You kind of have to start him. He might be a start next week for sure just because Houston. like. I think they'll get him going because that's the thing. I think this Jaguars offense, they have a lot of holes and a lot of you know talented pieces in there to use, but they haven't figured out how to fully bring it all together yet. And they just played one of the best teams in the league, so yeah. that's gonna and hurt. Took a two wire, you know, twenty nine to twenty one. That well, was they, a, they were up real early in that game, fourteen to nothing. The Eagles right. had to come back, and then it was kind of like every possession. Trevor Lawrence looked awful, so James Robinson couldn't do anything. See, that's weird though. It's like we praised Miles Sanders because it was a a slush fest out there, and then. We should be. We should have been saying the same thing about James Robinson. Is, mm-hmm. is my point or Indian? Like one of them should have got 15, 20 carries and should have you know had 10, 15 points. Jamichael Hasty led the team in fantasy points. Okay, uh, let's uh, move on to the next guy. Uh, in terms of a dud this week, uh, a dud for the season. George Kittle. It's panic time. It's sad time. Yeah, it's it is. hard. It's hard to uh, it's hard for me because I've had Kittle for so long in Dynasty and I can't trade him away because I just I love I love the man I love his personality but in terms of fantasy he's not the kind of guy that I want to play in the next three weeks Carolina Atlanta Kansas City you'd, you're gonna have to play him yeah you're gonna have to That's a good you're not gonna want going to yeah I mean Carolina is gonna be awful next week they're gonna probably win that game nineteen to fourteen and run the ball eighty five times but. He also could have the game where he gets 190 and three touchdowns. So it's like it's just he's is a must start because of his name. Unless you have someone consistently better on a week to week basis, there's tight ends you probably don't like. Yeah. That's the thing is like if you had Kittle, he's your guy. You can't you're not starting anyone else unless you pick someone up. So it's like yep. I think the the Bears could sign him right now to play right tackle. And he would give up like definitely, yeah, like one, two sacks this year. He'd be a huge improvement. <laughs> now here's a horrible, disgusting this or that. Tyler Higby or George Kittle rest of season. Rest of season, I'm still gonna say George Kittle. Higby's getting a ton of targets though. He's getting all those targets that Allen Robinson. Higby thought is leading get. all tight ends and targets. That's crazy. I I'm gonna go Tyler think, Higby. I'm gonna take Higby too. That's fine. Yeah, that's disgusting. I think long term, but we just again have yet to see him pop off. You know, same thing we talked about T.J. Hawkinson. You know, another guy we didn't even touch on, 39 fantasy points, Mm. and he'd been irrelevant. You know, it's just that. But are you – if so, if you're a guy who has TJ Hawkinson, would you sell him, like, in redraft? I would sell TJ Hawkinson for – Not in a redraft. In a redraft? Oh, absolutely. I'd sell him for Tyler Higby. (laughs) That's wild. Because TJ Hawkinson is not doing anything for fantasy. It took Swift and Amon yeah, Ra being that's out. What's, that's what's concerning. But for what if he does? What he if he does same, continue? He has the same problem as George Kittle. It's All infuriating. Right. He's a he, he's a beautiful blocker. I mean, he's so good at blocking that they don't even have to use him outside of that. Three catches, three catches, four catches. This week he gets eight for 179. 
and has the best game of his career <laughs> in a game <laughs> where they also scored 45 yeah, points. Ridiculous. Yeah, so that will that's where real, realistically not happen again. Yeah. I would but, trade so high on him. Right, I would probably trade Hawkinson for Pitts right now. Whoa. In Dynasty or Redraft? I mean, in Dynasty, redraft. 100%. In, in Dynasty, for I don't sure. Know. I just traded for Pitts in Dynasty know. last night. That offense, Lions offense looks so much better. It'd be oh, hard man. to trade for Pitts right now. It's mainly solely because I'm I'm going with the physical attributes and the talent. Not that I'm saying Hawkinson is bad. It's just that they have other players on the team who mm. are more athletically gifted than Hawkinson. For sure. Kyle Pitts literally should be getting the ball 10 times a game. I think Kyle Pitts can do what Hawkinson just did more than two or three times every season. He just sh- like Kittle could be. if you give him the opportunity. Right. All right. What's the next, guys? Have we talked about... That's all for duds. Did we talk about Najee Harris? Yeah, we did. Okay, good. I forgot about him already. Yeah. <laughs> I've already forgot about that game. <laughs> you guys want to get into a little bit of uh, the start of something new? Mm. I kind of want to hear Sandy go this first because he's yeah. been keeping his close to the chest. This is a surprise. I had a couple here. Oh, did you? This one's kind of an honorary mansion. Start of something <laughs> okay, new. Okay. Tom Brady. Oh, oh, the divorce, oh. new family. You're a real dickhead. Yeah. No, we're, that's just a starting something new. You know, he'll we'll see how his focus now shifts from family the and 40, football. The forty-five-year-old single. Yeah. <laughs> I was like his focus shifts from football to football. Like he's never cared about. Zach that. Wilson's already in he's the DMs. Never cared. Oh my god. <laughs> I say he's never cared about his family, but like. He clearly has his priorities. It seems like it. Yeah, that's not my real one. I, I just have to shout that <laughs> okay. out. Thank God. Uh, my real one is Brees Hall. Oh, okay. I think he has officially taken over. I know Michael Carter had been kind of the main guy. I've seen that switch. I think yeah. Brees Hall has officially solidified himself as the primary back. Michael Carter will still get his, t- uh, his touches, as to be expected, you know, in that young of a core. But I think the direction of that offense is looking like it's going to go through Brees Hall. I think it's going to really start looking more like Jonathan Taylor, Naeem Hines sooner than later Mm -hmm. in terms of their usage, where they talk about wanting to use the other guy a lot because they like him. He's a really nice guy. But when Brees Hall is a stud, yeah, you're going to date your stud. Yep. Mm. I mean, he looked he looked good. He he looks explosive. Um, he's a he's big. He's six one two twenty. He's not small, and he's getting the targets, which I which you love to see. As yep. a fantasy running back. And the week-by-week week trends are only going higher yeah. for Hall as well. More right. snaps every week, more carries every week, more yards. This I mean, is a guy that you impressive. probably, in a rookie draft, took 1-1. One, one, yep. And it's and I was skeptical. I'll be the first one to admit. I didn't think he was going to be as You legit. were a Kenneth Walker guy. I did. And, and, you know, barring the injury, I think that's the biggest thing for Ken Walker. Very different situations. <sighs> I think the Jets are focused on revamping that whole offense, you know, as their direction with Zach Wilson still – and they have a lot of targets there in the receiving core. You have the yeah. running back flexibility. So it's like they've been really working hard at building this team to have the weapons to, you know, compete. And that's the biggest takeaway there for yeah. me. They're miles ahead of where the Seahawks are as far as their rebuild going. And they their offense looks good. Do you think Brees Hall is a buy in redraft leagues right now? Not Dynasty. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yeah. Dynasty, I think so. I would. I, I would think buy him in he is a he's a valuable flex starter. He's starting to become a reliable RB two. Yeah. I think he's definitely going to be an RB two starting next week against Miami. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's already been the last three weeks. He'll be a definite right. if you're if you have a guy you know where maybe you're not fully filled out on your roster this week and you're starting lineup. I would 100 percent throw him in there as the RB two. You know who has the second most targets in the league among running backs? Brees Hall. Brees Hall. Yep. <laughs> he's got 27. Who's number one? Nine, 11, and six. Number one, I think, is uh, – I just saw a tweet about it earlier. Eckler. That's amazing, yeah, but I'm not maybe. shocked. 
Yeah, because Eckler gets the most work. Yep. It should be Christian McCaffrey, but he's like fourth <laughs> on the list. Okay, Jake, let's start yeah, something. New. We've talked about him so much, and we we never thought we would. Um, just a horrible franchise historically, and that's no offense to them, but all credit to what they've been doing. I think and that was all offense to them. No, because all credit to what they're doing and to get this program turned around. It's the it's the whole Lions offense. They're putting up points every single week. Amon Ross coming back. We haven't even seen what Jamison Williams is going to do, who I think is going to be a stud. That's This offense could be scary once Jamison comes back. Jamison Williams being a top 15 pick. I think he was number 11 mm-hmm. or 12. He was right after Chris Olave, so I think he was 12. Right. Second half of the year for Jamison, I think he's Mike. You know, he could be an Odell Beckham-esque kind of talent, the way he looked at Alabama, and that kind of makes me – I mean, it jumps, I'm jumping over the moon for the Lions, personally. It's so amazing, and we're finally seeing Goff getting a little bit back to his early L.A. days. And, like, right. you put Amon Ra in a healthy Jamison, a healthy Swift. And Jamal with, Williams. With Jamal Williams, with T, with Hawkinson. And apparently Josh Reynolds. With Josh, Josh Reynolds. Like, that is a scary offensive team and a really good offensive line. Um, and they get some pieces back on defense. Pascal is finally going to come back from injury, so happy about that, but... I just I love Detroit and their offense, but this doesn't surprise me too much. There are they fall into that category for me. Their defense is what's going to hold them back every year. They're going to end oh, up yeah. still one of the worst records in the league because mm-hmm. of their defense. And their offense could be this prolific team, you know, that comes out and drops over thirty a week. But if their defense is giving up over forty, you're going to that lose. means they just have to score fifty. And once Jamison gets there, then they're scoring 50 every week, and it doesn't matter if they give up 40. That's the plan. That would be the most incredible team, and I would watch them every week because of it. You're going to have to start Realistically, I still watch them. Realistically, when they're fully healthy, they are, I think, one of the most dynamic offenses in the league, right up there with what you would imagine with Buffalo, Kansas City. You know, I think they're right up there with the same schemes and what talent that they have. Well, somehow they made Tyler or TJ Hawkinson have a number one tight end overall week. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, anything is possible in Detroit right now. Right. And it's, they're, in my opinion, the, my favorite team to watch. Yeah, they're exciting. That's what, that's what this, this segment for me was about, was from a team that nobody wanted to watch these last multiple years to a team that's turned it around, and especially in fantasy. Now, we're not saying they're a great football team, but in fantasy – you have to watch them. You have to be starring their players. The thing is, it takes time. You know, when you're turning around a whole franchise, it doesn't happen overnight. You start somewhere, and that somewhere is building your offense. I think in the NFL, even though defense will win championships, if your offense is not top five when you're trying to win, it's not going to happen. It's you know? not going to happen. Especially, you got to have the best offensive line in football, and that's what the Lions have. Yep. And they're all they young. They really have improved that area, especially. Yeah. So, I mean, their offense is top-notch right now, but if they can work on their defense and keep most of that core intact mm-hmm. in the offense, I could definitely see Detroit making some real noise. I think this is very much vibe to that first year where you're starting to see the glimpses. Yeah. And, the like, the, the, sh- the tide is beginning to shift in that division a little bit. So Aaron Rodgers maybe plays a couple more years. The Green Green Bay already looks a little bit worse without Devontae. So maybe it shifts and they start, you know, winning some divisions. I'm kind so. of a huge Jared Goff fan now, too. <laughs> and I want to see him, like, continue to be the Lions quarterback yeah. for the years to come. Yeah, and people are talking about, you know – Let's let's scrap Goff and let's go get a, a top quarterback. But it's like Goff's only twenty seven years old. He's been to a Super Bowl. Right. Like, why are you necessarily reset yourself like right. four years instead of going with a guy who yeah. he's probably he, going to sign a cheaper deal than he did before, right? right? Yeah. I mean, Jared Goff, Jared Goff, excuse me, the way that he's played, he's never. He's actually when I say this, I don't want to say never because he has been a top 
10 fantasy QB, Once, almost yeah. top five twice, you know, this year included. Mm-hmm. But overall, yes, the numbers haven't been there. I think, again, you know, we look at the Rams. They never were fully invested in golf, even when he did have that great year. But now you're talking about he goes to Detroit the first year. They had nobody yet. Mm-hmm. You know, you had Amon Ross, St. Brown. That was the start of it. I think that was the first piece that really built it. And then they spent some money in the offseason. They brought in some veterans and DJ Chark. You know, right. we talk about, um, you know, the presence of Hawkinson there. Swift, obviously. Swift and, and Williams. The mm-hmm. And having a veteran like Jamal Williams that's yep. just a fire of that team, you know, that that is what helped him. Like, you could tell just from that, those moves in itself has made Jared Goff more comfortable mm. and very much, you know, a leader of that team. You want to know another guy who's very comfortable right now, leading the league in completion percentage? Geno Smith. Geno. And I was probably one of the biggest haters <laughs> oh, of Geno. I, I was too. Who wasn't a hater? I said this was going to be the worst offense in the league going into the year. He's, he has 300 or 645 yards in the last two games, four touchdowns, one interception. That sounds like elite, prolific quarterback numbers from a guy who's a nine-year vet. So it's is it, insane. This is your start of something new. Where, where do you think they go from? Do you think they... Well, in terms of fantasy is really the main thing for me okay. and being confident in the wide receiving court. Mm. I have more confidence in DK Metcalf than I did going into the season when I said DK was going to be a top eight wide receiver, which right. every week I'm getting closer and closer to thinking that. This right. week he had seven for 149 and had to get carted off the field to drop a load. I mean, the guy <laughs> was carrying around more weight than he even needed to. He could have. He got taken down at the one-yard line. He would have had an even bigger game. All right. And I think that they have a pretty easy schedule in terms of having New Orleans. And then you got Vegas, the Rams, who have been awful in terms of covering Roger receivers, Carolina, Kansas City, the Jets, and then the Rams again to finish off the year. I think that I have a lot of confidence in this. some of these Seahawks guys, not as much as the Lions, believe me. There's are really only about four four games left on the schedule that I don't feel 100% confident yeah. with Gino, but even at that like you're not really starting a guy like Gino, but it's the guys around him. Yes. Mm. And it's really a, this is all about DK Metcalf, Rashad Penny, like that's what I this mean, is Lockett's all about. Lockett's kind of had a, a little bit better of a season than yeah. I thought so far too. That that yeah. was a guy I was very wrong about. And I was yeah. mentioning it today to a buddy at work, you know, he the way that we were talking about like Tyler Lockett has looked by far way more impressive than I would have given yeah. him credit for. And honestly, wasn't even paying attention to I him. know. I was because I, I, he was one of my too late to sell at the beginning of the year. And it proved me right in the first game for three for four. But then he saw 11, 11, and eight targets. Is this a guy Insane. you'd want to go after potentially in a redraft league? Or are we still scared to give up anything for Lockett? I'm still scared. Give I really me, am. Give me another week of seven plus targets. Right. Because he hasn't all, had any touchdowns yeah. either yet either. I would pull the trigger on him if I could see those just slightly improve a little bit more. But, again, that was a tough very beginning. You know, Denver and San Francisco, yeah. that wasn't going to be a game where you were going to see a ton of him, but yet you did against San Francisco. All right, you guys want to really gross this or that and before we start talking about Thursday Night Football? Sure. It has to do with Tyler Lockett and uh-huh. – Brandon Cooks. I knew you were going to say oh Brandon Cooks. You knew it. So you nice. saw it coming. I was Such about to say his name. You That's read my crazy. mind. You so d- similar types of players oh, that have just been so solid. Isn't it crazy? Lockett's older than Cooks. I'm going to say Tyler Lockett. I'm going to honestly oh. jump my You're saying jump for the rest ship. of the year? 
for the rest yeah, of the year. Yeah. I Redraft actually do want to jump jump ship on on Brandon Cooks. I like him, mm. and he'll still put up his numbers. But Tyler Lockett, I thought he would have lost a step with Geno instead of Russ, but it's not been the opposite. But it it hasn't been what I thought. So I would trade Brandon Cooks for Tyler Lockett and another piece mm. that somebody is like a Tony Pollard. Yeah. Someone is really like, oh, I agree. Like because I'm Cooks got a one. touchdown, right? Right. Yeah, he's got one, and you know, seven targets every game, which is nice to see. He's just going to get that work. But Davis Mills, I mean, is he better than Gino right now? Probably not. Oh, and it's horribly gross to watch them play. I mean, yeah. Davis Mills, yeah. I think, least efficient quarterback in the league right now. Gino, not the surprising. most efficient. <laughs> That's crazy. Just if you would ever said this man Gino Smith yeah, is, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, is up there leading that stat. You just rolled your eyes so hard at me when you <laughs> said that, Sandy. And it really speaks testament to why I wanted to speak about the Seahawks. Because they're blowing me away. Yeah, way better than we thought they were going to be. And they beat the Lions. And we love yeah, the Lions. I know. That was, a, that was a heck of a game. Yeah, we kind of... They were one of our dark horses for sure that to be one of the worst teams, but yet mm. here they are, dark horses for being one of the better surprising teams. And two weeks ago, we had a segment called uh, Oh No or Panic or something like that, mm. and two of these teams got mentioned, and now they're going to be playing Thursday Night Football in Denver. Ooh. The Broncos versus the Colts. Jonathan Taylor versus... Melvin Gordon? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I then hate this. E- even the Jonathan Taylor's a question mark because we're not yep. sure he's going to play. He, he for me, I don't even think he's going to play. This well, might be besides Pittsburgh, New England Thursday night. Or was it Cleveland, Pittsburgh? It was Cleveland, Cleveland, Cleveland Besides Pittsburgh. that game, this is probably the next worst game now, on Thursday night football. Well, hold on now. It really Broncos shouldn't. country, let's ride. Did get it going last week. Let's ride. Let's ride. <laughs> they did, their offense got it looking a little bit better, but then they lose Javante, and it's like, are they better? And Indianapolis defense should be pretty good. Well, they just lost to the Raiders, who were in desperate mode. Right. Russell Wilson looked a little bit better, but losing Javante, you know, took mm. the took you know pretty much deflated the whole game. Yeah. Who do you guys think is going to win this game? I got the Colts. I think I'm going to take the Colts. You know, Jonathan Taylor. This is just a funny thing about him not practicing. They did not actually have practice, mm. but they put him as a do not practice. <laughs> Just like everyone else on the team did not practice, right. but they it's specifically scheme. Yeah, he's never maybe. actually missed a practice since like high school. Yeah, that's crazy. And then they do this to him, right. so it's really bizarre. If he is gonna miss, then I'll pick the Broncos. But until I see it, still going Colts. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Indianapolis just Matt Ryan is horrifying to me right now. He's so many turnovers. He cannot stop turning the ball over. He looks terrible. His, he looks horrible. I'm gonna go five Denver. I'm gonna go Denver in mile high. Yeah, and he has multiple fumbles. Oh, he yeah. has more turnovers than he has touchdowns. So. All right, let's do a couple of this or that's in this game here real quick. Mm-hmm. Michael Pittman, Cortland Sutton. Sutton. Cortland Sutton. I I already knew this was gonna be this or that. I just love Cortland Sutton this that's year. That's a great comparison though. Because I think they're on the same points. exact level as far as their talent right. and usage. So I mean, that is a great one. But yeah, Cortland. I think Pitts for the future is better because he's younger, but. Cortland, this year, every single game has been double digits, which is for a wide receiver has been rare. And I still think all the all the goodness that Cortland Sutton has done this year, it can only get better. And I especially know. with Javante no longer being there, right. this like, is a guy who it may not even be a buy low, really, but this is the lowest his value is going to be the rest of the year, yeah. in my opinion. I mean, every game double digits and in every game over seven targets, that game that he had, you know, 
11 targets, 7 catches for 122. If he gets a touchdown on top of that or two, exactly. then he's a top three wide receiver. And then he's untradeable. Yeah. So go ahead and trade for him now if you can. There you you have him in Amish, right? Yeah. What would it take to... saving me. What would it take to get him off your hands? Well, nothing because he's my wide receiver one unless I got another comparable <laughs> wide receiver one. Mike Evans? Mike Evans and somebody. Mike Evans had 30 this week. Yeah, you all talk about that later. <laughs> okay. I just wanted to get a barometer. Evans, I just wanted to get like a legitimate barometer <laughs> okay. and see where your temperature was. <laughs> okay. I do like it though. But we're going to all uh, play Latavius Murray out of the Broncos backfield or Melvin Gordon? That's tough. I want Latavius Murray. Really? That's wild. I do. I mean, Melvin, is he's been consistent when he gets his, his work, but I like he, can't fumb- he can't stop fumbling. Just as a high note here, you know it's a guy that we gave no credit for? Who? Josh Jacobs. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah we don't love Josh yeah. Jacobs, but he keeps getting it done. So yeah. keep playing Josh Jacobs. God bless. <laughs> we literally were hating on it, too. We are like, yeah, he's he's not there. He's not going to be that guy that here's, you know, casual 28 carries. Like, where does that come from? Right. Do we <laughs> do we want to mention our beef of the week or wait till we get more beef and then bring I it up? I think we have our beef, yeah. Uh, we have it already or no? no? Okay, we're done we with the previous beef. We're done with previous beef for sure. Jake has two beefs. Sandy yeah. has one, I but I lost this week. Yeah, we can bring it up. We we don't have to have a new beef just yet. I thought Aaron Jones was going to be terrible, and yeah. he looked like a all-pro running back against my favorite team. What's crazy is the other question we had in our beef: who we had, who was going to be the worst one of this? And you know, Nick said Aaron Jones. I think I said Harris or Stevenson, and Sandy said like Dylan. No, I said Stevenson. Yeah, you said Stevenson, and then we said who was going to be the highest scoring, and I said Jones. You said Steve. Nick said Stevenson. Yep. And who do you say? I'm pretty. Sure, you I said, don't know. I you guess. said either Stevenson or Dylan, and we were wrong about all of us oh, were yeah. wrong about it. Damian Harris, of course, scores the most fantasy points. He's a real bugger, bro. Yeah, he I'm pretty got sure that I touchdown. said Damian Harris would have was going to be the worst. Yeah, of course he scores the most out of those four. We all we all knew that. I can't wait for Ramondre next season when Damian's not there yeah. and Pierre Strong has to be the backup. Well, you can say the same. You can you can't wait for Dylan when AJ Jones is not there. Well, or that's Aaron why Jones I, is I have there. both these guys. Yeah, so a there dynasty. You You're oh, waiting, man. Oh man, should be a fun year <laughs> next year. Thank God. Yeah, <laughs> well, next year. On that note, do we guys have anything else? No, I think we're good. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening today. Check us out on our socials at The Ball Bros Podcast. Let's ride.